It was a big week this week and a bigly week next week. Happy Saturday, friends. I uh, missed the opportunity, the, the time window on Friday morning to record this, and so I bumped it to Saturday morning because I wanted to make sure I did it diligence because it was, it was a big week. Now, this typically happens in the world of Microsoft because last week, Microsoft pretty much cleared the deck for their big Surface announcements, right? They announced the Studio, the Pro 8, and a bunch of other hardware, which means that they push a lot of other announcements out of the way. And October is a big month for Microsoft in September as well. And so there's just a lot of things going on um, last week. There's a lot of things going on next week. And there's and it's just, it's just ramping up right into tech, the fall, whatever you want to call it. And so we're just going to dive in because there was a lot going on this week. The first thing out the door is that Visual Studio 2022 is now available for the Mac, at least in preview. So if you're on the Macintoshes and you want to use the Visual Studios, you now at least have a preview of the 2022 version that will be coming. Uh, Microsoft Whiteboard got a pretty significant update. Now, I know not everybody uses this, but you given the fact how much Microsoft put into pen and inking with their new devices, it makes sense that Whiteboard should be elevated to maximize that capability for Microsoft's new shiny hardware that will be releasing next week. So if you're a, if you're a whiteboard user, even if you're not, if you're looking for something to doodle on uh, with friends, <laughs> uh, it's on the consumer side, but more importantly for the workplace, uh, the whiteboard app is actually pretty good. Now, speaking of Office, Microsoft announced what is known as a perpetual or what we would call the non-subscription version of Office 2021 is now available. So there's two tiers. There's a price point of $150, which is for the home and student, and that gets you Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, and Microsoft Teams for PC and Mac. And then there's also home and business, which will cost you $250 dues, which is everything and home and student plus Outlook and the right to use these apps for businesses. So think of uh, the home and business, like more specifically the business as the, well, the business, like more specifically the small business who doesn't really want Microsoft 365 or more than likely the sole proprietary or if it's just a couple people and you're not too worried about it. Although, honestly, at this point, I think Microsoft makes a pretty compelling argument for Office 365, mostly because you think of things like OneDrive and just the, the convenience of having cloud storage. So if you're going to pay 250 bucks. You might want to look at that option, but I totally get it. Not It's not for everybody, and not everybody wants OneDrive, and not everybody wants cloud syncing and storage and all that junk. And so if, the, if you don't, you now at least have two options. They're not the most budget-friendly options for what you what they are, but they are cheaper than some of the old uh, SKUs. Remember, it used to be like six, 700 bucks, but that was more on the enterprise side. So there you go. Next week, Microsoft will be officially saying Windows 11 is here, which means it's a final version, which means it's coming on October 5th. So that's a big date for multiple reasons. One, Microsoft is saying, look, here's the flag of Windows 11. It is planted in Mother Earth and it is here to stay. And so that'll happen on October 5th, which also means that if you want to be running the stable build of of Windows 11, you need to be thinking about exiting that insider program in some capacity one way or another. That way you are on the release build and not getting new updates and things like that. So just keep that in mind that if you don't want to be getting the, the fresh hot bits that might be a little unstable, it might be time to start thinking about getting out. It's also going to be the day that they're going to officially start pushing Windows 11 to Windows 10 users who have never been a part of the insider program. Now, there's a lot of caveats to that because Microsoft has already clearly said they expect this process to take many, 
many months. Uh, I thought they said eight months at one point was going to be like the rollout timeline as long as everything goes well, which let's be honest, it probably is going to go well. While there are significant differences, this is not like an XP to Windows 7 or a Windows 7 to Windows 10 jump. or It's not. It's Windows 10 underneath. And so uh, there shouldn't be any major compatibility issues. But at the end of the day, they are going to roll it out slowly and be listening to feedback and making sure things are going, which means if you're running Windows 10 and you don't want Windows 11, if you have a capable machine you again got to be thinking about how you're going to avoid windows 11 to stay on windows 10 there's a lot of reasons why you may not want windows 11 in which i'm going to throw up the caveat right now i work for a company and i run the division and i run the team that builds software that fixes what i think are problems with windows 11 which means start 11 so this is a you know player background you could consider this an ad i don't because i would talk about it anyways and it's what i'm doing for a living now but anyways uh we're going to push a big bump for start 11 next week, which realistically, if nothing else, the application will return the context menus when you right click on the taskbar. That is, I never realized how often I went to task manager by right clicking going to task manager uh, it, until I couldn't and I realized I was breaking my workflow. We're also It also does a bunch of other fun stuff like you can run the, a Windows 10 style start menu and a bunch of Windows 7 stuff. Uh, you can put your taskbar at the top of the screen if that's your fancy and all that other stuff. And so it's five bucks. Um, if, if forever there's no software it's not software as a service it's five bones five dollar dues and so if that's not good whatever um here's the most perplexing thing of the week the i i, I struggle this with this one immensely so skype god bless their little hearts just announced a massive overhaul to the visual and functionality of their application like several days before microsoft is going to bundle teams with windows 11. this i i whoa this is I want to know if the team's team knew about this or if Windows knew about this because this feels just kind of like rogue because Microsoft with Windows 11 is going to be pushing teams, right? You get the little chat application, which I find kind of useless. Let me put, let me explain why. I brought up a new machine last week and you click that button and it opens a, an icon that looks very similar to teams that you use in the office, except there's a little bit more white, like the box that is on, that's the T I think is white instead of uh, purple or whatever. And so you try to log in with your work account says, nope, can't do this. Got to use a personal account. And so it, it forces you into that narrative, but it, Microsoft should have just taken teams and made teams work and Skype and Skype the consumer side. That would have been a much cleaner break. And I don't know what they're doing with Skype. Now, I, we know that Skype has a sizable user base. Microsoft very clearly doesn't want to just force them over, which we all assume was going to happen. But with this, this Skype announcement, it's very clearly that they are going to continue to nurture that product. And I don't know if attempt to grow it, but Skype isn't even included out of the box now with Windows 11. So the timing is just really weird. It's like, is Skype making a big comeback or is Teams the future? And now Microsoft has Teams teams consumer teams for work that's skype consumer i think technically still skype for business i guess in some capacity but this one's a little like let's just grab a cup of coffee and watch how this internal battle uh figures itself out because you can i suspect that, that on some sides of the equation inside the microsoft this major skype update was a bit of a shocker to some people i am pretty yeah anyways um, redesign paint application is now heading to public preview, actually uh, to the public for testing. I've been using it. The one nice thing that they did make a little bit easier is actually saving 
images in a different format. I've been using it quite a bit. So when you go to file, save as, like a little uh, window flies out and it says, do you want to use PNG, JPEG, or whatever? Uh, it does make that just a little bit easier. And so speaking of things coming through the store, there was a big update or big announcement that Epic Games is coming to the Microsoft Store. At least you can download the games installer and through that. And so that is a big win for Microsoft. I, I tend to think that Microsoft might get a bit more traction this time around in their store just because again we know that they basically dropped every single wall and so epic is going in there it's funny because at one point um tim sweeney we all know how vocally public he is about this kind of stuff was very against windows and now look here they are um but at the end of the day the windows store just never caught on especially in the windows 8 era and even in the windows 10 era it never really turned into anything meaningful and so here we are now on to the gaming news like we haven't even we haven't even touched gaming. We have not even touched gaming. So, uh, there's been a lot going on in Xbox world. Again, they cleared the deck last week. And Microsoft, to their credit, typically lines up a lot of announcements every week, except for around holiday times. And so, when you when you remove a week from the calendar um, of when you can really announce big things, you get a week like this. And so, Microsoft has announced that Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to new countries, including Australia, Brazil, Japan, and Mexico. So, if you're in one of those countries, you're going to be able to start streaming soon. Microsoft has also started rolling out. Now, this is for the alpha people in the Insider program. The, the ability to start streaming games directly to your console. So, not only are they going to more demographics, you also have the ability to do that on your own console, which I have used enough. I'm going to do a little bit more talking about it once I've had some more time with it, um, just because it's... Well, it's kind of neat, um, but there's there's some things that I want to just work through and make sure I have a better understanding of if it, is it better than playing on a PC and a phone or something like that, and so we will we'll dive into that a little bit later. Things that will also be dying until a little bit later is Phil Spencer has acknowledged, and this is a shocker to zero people, that the console shortage will unfortunately continue into 2022. Now I, we all we all know this isn't a Microsoft explicitly Microsoft problem. This is an industry challenge at the end of the day. And so if you're looking to buy a console, if you see one, put it in your dirty little hands and don't let it touch the ground and either walk to the counter and buy it or digitally check out or whatever it is you need to do. Because I, honestly, I kind of want to buy an Xbox Series S at this point because downstairs, right over there, which I'm pointing to, you can't see, uh, is my Series X and it's my primary gaming machine. And it's on the Alpha Insider channel, which is fine, but I'd almost like a, a test box, if you will. And so I think a Series S that I plug in up on my workstation might be a better solution. The question is like, when am I ever gonna be able to find one? Um, so there's there's that little uh, nugget of a challenge at the end of the day. I wonder if I could run that through like a tuner in card onto my PC. Anybody do this? This might be a fun little project for me. So what I'd love to do is like, I make videos, obviously. What I'd like to do is to take the the console, plug it into my PC at like a tuner card, and then be able to play it on the PC in a window or something like that at 1080p and on a 4K monitor. Now, the reason why I'd like to do this because that makes it easier to record things, but does the latency become an issue going through a, a tuner card at like that? That would be the, the question du jour that I am projecting out onto the universe. Let me know if anybody's ever done that. Um, I, I should say, I know people have done that. There's tons of companies that sell these things. But is a latency in changing? Because I, latency is very sensitive on things like cloud gaming, and so I don't want to interrupt that flow as much as possible. It's been a while since I've done that. I used to use the, like, the old hoppage card or something like that way back in the day, but that was using like coax, I think, or whatever the red, yellow, and white are called. 
uh, from way back in the day, way back I used to do that. Uh, also on the Xbox side, because that's not enough, uh, Microsoft is making Dolby Vision available on Xbox Series S and X. So if you've got a capable, compatible TV for that, you will now be able to take advantage of that functionality. And something that is hugely awesome, Microsoft had a big announcement this week. And if you're, everybody should go read this, but it's part of their accessibility updates. Now, some people are thinking like, but I, I don't, I, I'm perfectly able, but you know what? Everybody's disabled. They just haven't gotten to that age yet, um, is a great saying. Is eventually your eyes will become impaired because you get old. Eventually your hearing will become impaired because again, you just get old or you listen to uh, the latest favorite album way too loud and now you got ringing uh, forever because you didn't listen to your parents and turn that damn music down. Um, at some point, everybody's going to need these features. It just depends on where you are in that journey. And so Microsoft has a really unique update uh, coming through a lot of things. They talked about how Halo is it has accessibility features and the like. And it just makes gaming available to anyone. Microsoft has made this big deal about putting Xbox games everywhere and now they're also really focusing it not that they haven't in the past but making games available to anyone so it's everywhere and anyone which is a big deal and i think microsoft deserves some credit for that because they're not just plowing forward to try to grab the largest share of the market pie um but they are making sure that it's also accessible to everybody, which is a really, really neat thing. Everything from like tags uh, for games, uh, color options, blur reductions, motion attributes, just a whole gamut of options and how Microsoft goes about thinking about this. We know we've known about their adaptive controller, which they've been shipping for a while. And so this is a next step in that. Now, also this weekend, speaking of Halo, is you can play Halo. You can play Halo Infinite. I got to tell you, I, the, the big team battle is up and running. And I got to tell you, it brings back some nostalgia, especially also uh, staying on the sidelines and sniping, um, which is a very Call of Duty-esque thing of me. But I got to tell you, it's fun. It is fun. I think uh, I was commenting, Major Nelson and I were chatting very briefly online on Twitter. You can find it very briefly. Uh, but like the lighting in the game appears to be pretty, pretty good. Now, granted, we're in a limited ecosystem here of things going on. And it, this was a remake of a, an older map. So they weren't trying to like reinvent the wheel here. But it looks pretty good. Like it looked like those screenshots everybody's sharing and everything else and like just playing the game. Like it looks it looks pretty good. And so I, I'm really curious to see when we're gonna learn more about the game and like the 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 I, I, the campaign looks like I shouldn't even say looks good because like looks like it should be good because we've seen the graphics elements and the gameplay style for a multiplayer. And so I'm really like curious to see how that's gonna play out because I'm looking forward to December eighth like I think many people are, and it gives me a decent amount of confidence how well some of these multiplayer games have been playing. Now, granted, we all know they got an extra year, but I compared these to, like, Call of Duty Vanguard, which I played, which I had no emotional attachment to. Uh, it was very apathetic playing that game. I'm sure they'll get it fixed, but it just felt bland and dry and... Um, I, I can't even can't even describe it effectively, but Halo, Halo Infinite felt like it felt pretty well polished, and so I hope the rest of the mechanics in the game are pretty well polished as well. Now, as I always do, my favorite thing of the week is questions, and I straight up forgot. <laughs> but we did get one in the hopper, who I will not reveal their name, but he's a frequent contributor. Uh, he did ask one, que one question, which we will dive into. If Windows 11 has other app stores available for Android apps, remember Amazon is coming which very soon uh, to the Windows store. What is the value of Windows S mode? Could not... Could a user install Android Chrome on their Windows 11 system? That's a great question. I personally don't think that S mode has a lot of value anymore. Microsoft has moved away from that narrative a bit. It's still used in some schools, I think, but a proper IT policy knows how to lock this stuff down. S mode is just a fast, a fast path, if you will, to locking down an environment. But I guess you would probably just need to lock down 
um, the entire system at that point, right? If you're just blocking the store in general, then you should be good to go. But it does raise an interesting question. I'm really curious to see when Microsoft is going to talk more about Android apps. I suspect that they want to get this Windows launch behind them before they start talking about sort of new stuff again, right? They've got this big launch coming on the 5th. And so there you go, guys. So that wraps it up for this week. We should be back more in a normal cadence next week. I hope you had a wonderful week and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.